the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're not called to lead people to Christ. We're called to share the message. And as we share the message, people will come to Christ. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. What's going to be the common denominator from every single person on the planet, from every nation, every tribe, every city, every state, every county, every place, that one person here, one person there, all these people disappear. Who knows, like 300 million people, 500 million people that disappear out of the 7.5 billion people on planet Earth? It's like, what's the common denominator? They're all Jesus freaks. They're all Jesus freaks. They were all the people that all talked about God and you know, didn't believe in evolution, believe that God created them. It's like you're not going to be able to deny this. And all those people, you, that shared with people, even though they called you a lunatic to your face, they're going to go home and see, what does the Bible say? The truth of God goes out and doesn't come back void. So even though they might look at you and say you're nuts, They'll go home at night, and then what's the Holy Spirit do? One will be taken, one will be left. He'll be speaking to their hearts. They'll walk away from you. You're a crazy lunatic. And God will be like, what if you're left behind? Because that's what God does. See, we're not called to lead people to Christ. We're called to share the message. And as we share the message, people will come to Christ. And if you share the message enough, you might say, you know, Pastor, I've kind of talked with people. I've never led anyone to Christ. Well, keep talking. Just keep talking. Keep talking. I just remember the first guy that I led to Christ. His name was Dan Reinhardt. I was working with him every day. And I was just lunatic, on fire, brand new Christian. I'm 18 years old. And I'm just telling him every day. And he's just like, he used to call me kid. Hey, kid, you're driving me crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but let me tell you. And I was just telling him, Jesus is going to come back. I mean, I was just, I was on this guy. Every day we worked together. I was laying floors. I was laying linoleum. And I'm working with Dan Reinhardt every day. And I'm just talking to him and talking to him and talking to him and talking to him. He lived in Chino. And so I was at his house. And, you know, I'm talking to him. And his wife's sitting there. And she's thinking, you're crazy, you know. And it's like all of this stuff. And then finally he says, okay, that's it. I want it. And I'm like, you want what? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I was just so clueless, you know. And, I'm, and he's like, I want Jesus. I don't want to be left behind. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know what to do. I literally were like, okay, that's awesome. And I remember these people had just bought me this brand new study Bible. And I remember I was reading in there and there was a little like sinner's prayer in there. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool. And I'm looking and I'm like, where the heck is that stinking prayer? You know, I'm like, I got to get this right. And I'm looking. And his wife said to me, this is a true story. 
She goes, you don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know it appears that I have no clue what I'm doing, <laughs> which you're right. <laughs> but and right then when she said that, I found it. I turned to the page and I'm like going, okay, here it is. Are you ready? And I just read the prayer out of the book, out of the Bible, and he repeated it. And I'm like, okay. See, it's like I was sharing with so many people, but I didn't have anyone that took it until Dan Reinhardt. He was the first one. So you keep sharing the message. And by the way, you don't have to read the prayer out of the Bible. You don't have to find some written prayer. You know enough to just say it. God gets what's happening. So you say, uh, well, just say this. Jesus, Jesus, come in my heart. Come in my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Amen. That's enough. It'll get it done. God knows what's happening there. Amen to that. Yes, we have to be diligent in sharing this message. Yes, we want to make sure that we are all taken in the rapture. But again, at the same time, we want as many people to go as humanly possible. So we want to put our arms out and take as many people with us. But all is not lost, again, because, again, as those people go into the tribulation period, even though they heard, they will come back around, which Jesus wants all of us real believers in Christ. He wants us to be aware of the times that we're living in right now, which brings up our point. Be on the alert. Let's read what he says next here, picking up in Matthew 24, verse 42. It says, therefore, Jesus speaking, be on the alert. For you do not know which day your Lord is coming, which we don't. We don't know what day it's going to be. We know the season, and the season is now. We can see so many things that are falling apart. It's like, yes, Lord, we know that we're in the season. He says in verse 43, but be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert, and he would have not allowed his house to be broken into. That, right? Wouldn't you know? I mean, like, you know, the thief doesn't call you up. Hi, how's it going? Hey, are you guys going to be home tonight? Uh, no, we're, we're actually going to be out late tonight. Okay, great. Uh, what time do you plan on being back? About midnight. Okay, I'll be done by then. Okay, <laughs> no, he doesn't call and ask, okay? He says, for this reason, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you don't think he will. And it's like, you know, as Christians can get a little apathetic, but it's like, well, we've been talking about Jesus coming back, well, ever since this was written 2,000 years ago. But guess what? Don't be apathetic because it's like it could happen at any time. So we're called to, he said what there in verse 42? He said, be on the alert. That word in the original language means to be sober, to be awake. The word sober means to be serious, sensible. It means to be solemn. It's to be free from any intoxication. That, of course, would mean that we as believers should not be under the influence of any alcohol or drug. Because it's like it alters your mind. We need to be alert and awake. And that would be uh, a given, right? As Christians, you would think that we wouldn't have to talk about this, but many Christians, you know, they're you know getting into all kinds of little things and they shouldn't be getting into. But I wonder if we have fallen under the influence of maybe another area of the world in our life, under the influence of political correctness, 
making sure that we're all woke here, you know, accepting the lifestyles of those that are contrary to God's word, yet are acceptable in our culture. Like, oh, well, you know, they're just great people. You know, it's like, it's not sin to them, so it shouldn't be sin to you. Under the influence of money, where we are now so busy trying to make more money that we have, you know, very little left over for the Lord because we're so consumed in these other things. Don't be intoxicated with these things. How long until we see the emptiness of it all? Where we can, you know, where we pursue money, you know, to our own detriment of our own joy that we can only find in the Lord. Yes, there are many vices in this life, as you know, a lot of them here in Los Angeles, and they can rob us and steal the joy and the calling of God in our lives, where we can miss out on our true place in history. Let's not forget here, we could have been born in some other time. God could have allowed any one of us to be born 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you know, 500 years ago. But no, God has chosen for all of us here tonight that we're born in this time, not another season. You know, we are here, you know, at the end of the existence of humanity on planet Earth. God has, in his infinite wisdom, he has allowed us to be alive in these end times. It's a crazy time. And people, if you had your choice, you might want to be born 50 years earlier or something where it's not as crazy as it is now. Why couldn't I be a teenager back then when it was all fun? It's like, well, because God and his wisdom chose for you to be alive now so that you could have an impact on this world that we're living in. There's a critical time of humanity that we're living in right now, where there are more people on the planet than than ever before. Who would have ever thought there'd be 7.5 billion people on this planet? A time that will usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. So if you've been a little preoccupied with other things where you're not putting the Lord first, if you've allowed your professional and, and personal you know, life to be, you know, take you front and center and, and get your eyes off of your spiritual life, then just stop for a moment and consider what Jesus has to say to all of us. He says, be on the alert. Be sober. Wake up. The word awake means just that. We're not to be asleep spiritually. We're to wake up spiritually. We need to recognize the time. We need to embrace where our world is heading. We need to warn those around us. We're told in verse 42 that we don't know exactly again when the Lord will return, but we know that it's soon by the changing of our culture around us. Verse 43, Jesus said, If the head of the house knew that the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. And how true is that? Again, have you ever had something stolen from you? You probably have. You know, it's such a violation. Don't you just feel like, ah, you stole my stuff. I've had my work tools stolen multiple times out of my car. I had my work van broken into. I had my cars broken into. Someone broke into my garage and stole my Harley. That should just be wrong right there. I mean, you know, you don't steal another guy's motorcycle. But I've had my Harley stolen out of my garage, you know, while I was asleep in a house. It's just such a bummer. Stinking thieves. 
No one likes them. But anyway, if I knew what time the thief was coming to my house, I'd be waiting with Barry the Bat. Hey, buddy, have to a piece of this. How about that? Okay. Uh, that didn't happen in my time. I, the thief always managed to make it happen when I didn't know he was doing it. But again, in verse 43, Jesus says, you be ready. Meaning, since he's been telling us what the times and the seasons will look like that precedes his coming, we should all be ready. Can't we all agree that the world is kind of falling apart here? The wheels are falling off? You know, the word ready in the Greek means make an adjustment. He says, you be ready. He's saying, maybe you need to make an adjustment in your life and be prepared to do something because he is going to come at a time, what did he say? When you don't think he's going to come. Ah, yeah, they've been talking about Jesus coming all this time. He's probably not going to come. The world's just going to go on. It's like I was talking to an officer. Uh, I was, you know, I'm an LEPD chaplain. I was over at Pacific Division. And I said, man, it's just such a tough time for officers right now. Everyone's just down on them. And he goes, yeah, it, it, it just goes in cycles. You know, we've been hated before. This time will pass. And, you know, everyone will love us later. And he, he's just like, you know, real flipping attitude, you know, like whatever, you know. And I'm just like, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it won't come back like times in the past. Maybe this is the beginning of the end, you know. It's like, yes, we need to make an adjustment. We need to do something. He is going to come back for our world is messed up. Yet the economy is pretty good right now, right? It's kind of swinging back from the whole COVID thing and everything. Maybe you have a 10-year plan that you're working on. Well, you know, the Lord can't come. I got, I'm, I got things going right now. It's like I've got my plan, you know. Well, your plan is not going to stop what's going to happen in the world today. But Jesus could return at any moment. It's like, understand, there's nothing wrong with working hard. We should all be working hard, especially as Christians. We should be the hardest working people. And there's nothing wrong with planning a vacation. There's nothing wrong with saving for a house. There's nothing wrong with remodeling your house. You know, Jesus said in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 13, he says, Occupy till I come. Now, that's very important that he put that in there because, you know, you can look at what's going on like, Jesus is going to come back. I'm just going to like quit my job and hang out in my house and I'm going to pull the sheet over my head as everything's falling apart around us because Jesus is coming back. No, God's like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you everything's going to happen and it's all going to fall apart, but I want you to occupy till I come. You keep working. Don't quit your job. Don't hang out on the roof. You think you're going to get a little bit of jump on everyone else. That's when the rapture happens. I'm a little higher up. I'm going to get there a little sooner. You know, no, 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 no. It's like occupy until he comes. Keep doing business. Keep paying your bills. Don't check out from life and just wait for the rapture. The key is this balance, balance. We must have balance. So in the midst of our families, in the midst of work, in the midst of sports and hobbies, be ready in season and out. 
Be ready to share Christ and the hope of heaven with those that you work with, with your neighbors, with those that you come in contact with. We're told in 1 Thessalonians 5.2, this is right after he tells us about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, at the end of chapter 4. So you just come out of him saying, we're all going to be caught up together to be with the Lord forever. Then he goes into chapter 5 and he says, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night while they are saying peace and safety then sudden destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains on a woman with a child and they will not escape so they're gonna say oh no everything's good and it always comes out you know yeah everything looks bad right now but it'll you know it's just a cycle you know it's a down cycle it'll come back up and everything will be great it's like yeah we got this administration in now doing all this crazy stuff but oh no it'll swing back and you know republicans will get in and then it'll go it just always does that no problem it's like uh hold on he says when you think everything's going to be fine then sudden destruction is going to come He's like, watch out. He says, it's going to be like birth pains on women. How many of you ladies have had babies? Yes, so you ladies know. When, when, when the labor pains come, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's it. Like, you're not going to stop it. Like, you can say, yeah, it's not convenient right now. I'm in the middle of a movie. Okay, you know, you know, it's like, no, we're on vacation. So you know that when labor hits you, it's like, you could be fine, you could be fine. But when that, man, that baby's saying, I'm coming out, nothing's stopping it. And that's what he's saying here. It's just like birth pains on a woman. It's like when the Lord says, I'm coming back, it's just going to happen. Nothing is going to stop it. Which brings up our final point, found faithful. This is how we should be found by the Lord. Let's read what he says here, picking up in verse 45. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at proper time? Blessed or happy is a slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you that he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, Oh, my master, he's not coming for a long time. I can just kick back. Verse 49, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with the drunkards. And the master of that slave will come on a day that he does not expect him, at an hour that he does not know. And he will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Meaning he's going to go to hell in a handbasket is what he's saying. Wow, what a blessing and a warning all rolled up together in this little section here of this exhortation by Jesus. First, we have the blessing. That's to the faithful and sensible slave. Now, we know here that the word slave comes from the Greek word doulois. So we're all, anytime you see the word servant or slave, they have the same original word, it's doulois. So he could have had the word servant there, but he chose to use the word slave. But even if it was the word servant, it just means doulois, which you're a slave by your own free will and desire. Like we came to know Christ by our own free will and our own desire to serve him. So we are slaves of Christ or servants. But again, the Greek word is doulois, and it's a slave by his own will. This is where we choose to serve the Lord in whatever way we can. We serve 
not to get something in return. We simply serve to bring glory to our Lord from thankful hearts. You know, we're getting back here, you know, a little bit of normalcy here after this year of COVID at Core Church. We're getting our numbers back up of our servants. We have some 100 servants that serve here at Core Church during the week. Think about that. A hundred people serving at Core Church in some capacity. Without these servants, Core Church couldn't do what we do. We could not work the work of the ministry here. You know, we could not come close to filling the needs of the body of Christ. But because we have so many people that serve the Lord here by serving this church, and it's like it takes everyone, sound people, sound man, Rufus back there, you know, all these people people to make everything happen here. All the children's ministry workers that are watching, those of you that have children in the children's ministry and, you know, Sunday morning services, all of these things. This is all the people that comes together here. You know, who is God looking for to do his work? He's looking for all of us until he comes. Those who are faithful and sensible. Faithful in the Greek means those who are trustworthy, those who are dependable, those who are reliable. Yes, when we serve the Lord, we must be totally dependable. Could you imagine coming to church and the technical people didn't show up? Like, what if you came here tonight? That means the worship team, they wouldn't have the sound on. You know, the screens wouldn't be up. And, you know, all of these things that happen, we just kind of take it for granted. But it's like you don't realize how much you like them until it doesn't work. See, when everyone is faithful to show up, man, then all of a sudden we have a great worship service, right? We have the whole worship team up here. They're all serving up here. Man, we're all singing. And we got the words on the screen. But what are those words again? Oh, that's what we're singing. Okay, you know. So you're not saying, you know, mumbo jumbo mumbo jumbo with your lips moving. No, you can see the words. So you know what it is and everything. And it just makes the whole worship service all that more awesome. Yes, he also told us to be sensible. That word means to be wise, understanding from insight. We're all servants of the Lord, and we all need our insights to come from the Lord so that we can glorify him for how unbecoming it would be for someone serving to take their position for granted, somehow thinking that they deserve credit for what we do, where the Lord would just have us to be wise. And when people approach us, we could just give all the glory to the Lord. People will stop me at the door and say, man, pastor, that was an awesome message. And I, my response is, if it was an awesome message, you know, because maybe not every message is awesome, but, but if it was an awesome message, it's because it was a great text. Isn't it amazing how you can look at some of these texts, like in Sunday morning, these, these texts from Genesis, uh, the first book of the Bible, and how relevant they are today? They were written thousands of years ago, but yet it's so relevant. It's like, hey, that was a great message. It's because it's a great text. The Bible is the greatest book of all humanity. And it's like, man, whenever I teach out of here, I'm just like, Lord, just don't let me mess it up. Okay, just don't let me mess it up. Yes, we need to be everything that God wants us to be. It says in verse 46, it says, blessed is the slave that's busy when Jesus comes. That word blessed means happy, happy is the man or the woman that's busy serving the Lord. Don't you want to be busy serving him when he comes back? I mean, when when the rapture happens and boom, we're taken, would you rather be doing your own thing or doing what God wants you to do? Yes, blessed is the person. But that's not the case with the evil slave in verse 48, as we close here. 
That's, you know, there were the people mocked those that are in the church. They think it was a waste of time. Serving Sunday morning at church, I used to serve years ago, but you know what? I'm just too busy now. I'm going to do my own thing. Oh, really? Are you? Okay. Instead of hanging out at church, now you're hanging out partying. I think of all the people, again, that serve here at Core Church. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. That's just a great thing as a pastor when you realize people want to come back. Why? Because they were greeted by the parking lot. They were greeted by greeters at the door. They came in. They seen an awesome worship team here. You know, they got the message that was uncompromised out of the word of God. There's multiple things. They dropped their children off in the children's ministry and were greeted by a teacher with a smile on their face. All of these things. Yes, I am so thankful for everyone that serves here. There will be much treasure in heaven awaiting every single one of you. But for the wicked servant, who only serve themselves, Jesus will come back when they least expect it. And they will make their bed in the abyss, a place for all those who rejected the Lord. He said there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes, this person might have posed at being a Christian at one point in their life, but the truth was they only knew the Lord in title only. It wasn't real inside of them. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla, one word, dot org. As well as writing to our P.O. Box, 34789 Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.